With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another one, two. Slug to right field. That's it a ton. Grossman doesn't know where it is because it's gone. A mammoth two-run homer for Justin Smoke to straightaway right field. His fourth of the season is a two-run shot, and it is 5-0 Blue Jays. Well... They didn't need Josh Donaldson. They didn't need Jose Batista. They didn't need Edwin Encarnacion to hit home runs last night. Uh, think how many they would have hit if they had those three guys. Oh they would God. have been. They would have each had one more. So. And how great was it that the announcer six. said Grossman can't see it or doesn't know where it is? <laughs> yes. Well, both both might have been true. Both might have been true. All right, gentlemen. Miguel Sano goes back on the DL today. Third straight year he's been on the DL. Uh, Two sessions last year, right? He was on. Uh, was he on yes. be earlier before he went on for the last? Because he finished the season on last the disabled two list. from August twelfth to the end of the season. Yep. I got a question for you. Are you Ooh, ready? Was this a piping hot take? No, a question. Biggest problem a team has in Twin City sports right now: Timberwolves with Andrew Wiggins, yeah. Twins with Miguel Sano. I'm going B. Because at least Wiggins, I know it's money, but at least Wiggins plays. Wiggins has missed one game. He plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do with this guy? What are they going to do with this man to get him to take baseball serious? Because what you can't can you so there's possibly a big, do. There's a big question with both guys, with Wiggins and Sano. The, the, the biggest question is commitment, right? Yes. It's just how committed they are to being as good as so they commi- can be. Yes, yes. Wiggins uh, shows up. Plays, doesn't doesn't always play doesn't well, but he plays. Doesn't anybody, but you're right. It's it, is he committed to greatness? No. Is he is Snow committed to greatness? Not even close. Right. He isn't even committed to mediocrity. Because right now he's mediocre. I don't care about his slugging percentage. Uh, How about uh, his exit velocity? He is striking out more. Than any position player in the history of baseball yeah. who has had, what, a thousand at bats or something. And 41% the... of the time. And now he gets a minor quad. He'll be, I predict that he will not be ready to go on a rehab assignment when the 10 days on a DL, because they put it back like three, four days. A week from now, he still won't be on his rehab assignment. You know, the Operate. amazing thing, too, is Sano has the physical talent to go and get 
the same type of money that Andrew Wiggins oh, got. Oh, yes, yes. But he's yes. not going to get it because no. front, rather it's this front office or one of the other 29 front offices around baseball, they're going to look at him and say, we're not giving you this this kind of money. You're not you're not in shape. You're, you're hurt all we, the time. We can't. And there's questions about your commitment. Yes, and we can, and, you know, if somebody throws you a bad breaking ball, you can hit it 500 feet, but I can also strike you out when guys are on base. And the unfortunate, right. go, going back to your original question, Patrick, the unfortunate thing that both of these franchises face is that both of these players have no value to any other team. Their biggest value is to the team that currently owns their rights. I mean, if the Twins wanted to trade him, they wouldn't get anything for him right now because other teams are now seeing how limited he is. Well, Manny and I might throw out a trade for uh, Wiggins later, but there's nothing for Sanal right now. <laughs> no, nothing no team is going to yeah. give you anything No, no they're not going to give you anything. You could you could put him on waivers and somebody would claim him, but that wouldn't do you much good. I don't, I don't know what, what you possibly do. All I know is in spring of 2000, in March of 2016, I addressed in a column his lack of a commitment and his being much larger than he had to be and the concerns. And I got vilified by yeah. all the geniuses back here uh, in, in uh, Blogger Nation and everywhere else. And I'm still waiting for the apologies. I'm still waiting for I don't, the apologies. I don't think you're going to be getting that Probably anytime not. soon. Probably not. But uh, it, Blogging uh, Nation, that's I, a good one. I like they, Blogging uh, Nation. They like to, people like to, when he's got a, a hot week or two, they like to say, well... The size, you know, size doesn't make any difference. This guy was a big guy. This guy was a big guy. Nobody's ever been this big and tried to play baseball. He weighs 290 pounds, and he cannot stay healthy. Who, is there anybody in the world that follows baseball surprised to see him on the deal? Of course not. No. You know, and that's in why April. The, in April. The initial comparison when the weight stuff started to become a, a, a talker in this town was, well, look at Kirby. Please, God Almighty, oh, don't yeah. compare the two. <laughs> yeah, because right. for Kirby one was thing, a center fielder and yeah. a freak athlete. Well, yeah. and number two, he played all the time. Puck, yeah. yes. Puck never went on the DL ever. Yeah, yeah it's a until uh, he went blind. Well, right. <laughs> I, I still go back to that the Yankee game that uh, where Sanchez hit the walk off off of Rodney. Yeah, and just the the first that the error that Miguel yes, made when he fell down. I think when he, just, must, when he stumbled probably. over trying to get like that. If that doesn't tell you that the yeah. guy has no clue as to how to get himself into shape and to be healthy and to take care of himself, then I don't. I, I don't know what to tell I'm you. I'm saying that uh, that's where he that's where he hurt his that's where he damaged his uh, hammy probably when he fell over his feet right. Try to make the play. I mean, it gets because he didn't play. After I don't know that, what right? the hell you're going to do with him. What are you going to do? I tell you what I do. That's why it's stupid to call up. Then, in my opinion, I, this petite is uh, they're going to play him at second tonight. That's fine. But they're they're acting like the guys are only here for five or six days. That's ridiculous. You got to even if he can play at the end of this. Uh, DL stint. You got to send him to Rochester for two weeks and tell him do something. Hit a ball over the right center field fence. Do something. And because it doesn't matter how much you know a front office person, a manager, whoever can. It, if if it doesn't burn with inside of himself, it's not. It's all useless. 
because it, he's the only person that can t- that can make the transformation. No and one can do it for him. It's the same him. thing with Andrew Wiggins too. I mean, we can talk Dave, about what yeah. Tibbs can tell him and what Jimmy yeah, Butler can yeah. tell him, but it's got to be gonna him. Work on. You know, I heard uh, Phil was kind of ripping uh, Tibbs today. I, that would become a surprise to everybody. But uh, uh, the idea that uh, he threw out the excuse of negotiating the contract last year. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday. Yeah, I well, yeah, I, of course he made it up. Right. He was trying to throw him a bone, right? And say, mm-hmm. hey, okay, that, let's try it again. But, I, you know, you got a lot better chance getting through to Wiggins than you do to Miguel Sano, though, in my yeah. opinion. I think you got Possibly. a. I think you got a forty percent chance of getting through to Andrew Wiggins. You got a four four percent chance of getting through to Miguel. <laughs> God love him. It's it's too bad, but uh, uh, you know, boy, this from the day. Okay, it wasn't when Santana hurt his finger, but from the day Polanco got got suspended for suspended. Nothing good's happened. No, <laughs> Nothing's good true. happened. All right, we'll be back. Can I throw this in for free? Of course. My new Dell computer. Oof, I like it. You do, I, you said something the I other day like about it. I like it a lot. I like the, you know, I need a little stroke there on the keyboard. I got to be able to pound it a little bit. Because you're not a pecker. Good. You don't, you don't I peck. I know, I am a pecker. You are. But I, I don't, I am a pecker and a pecker, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, as if for the keyboard, but uh, but yeah, I'm a hunting pecker, but I gotta be able to hit something. I can't, you know, glide across the keyboard. Okay, and it's really good. It's a hell of a machine. I like it a lot. Uh, so oh, I, thanks, I Dell. I can put that plug in for them, Dell. Hey, it's a Dell. That's what right. It wasn't what I would people recommended to me, but I like it a lot. So, uh, fellas, you know what's happening Saturday? Uh Tom baseball starting from a lot of a lot of spots. The Kentucky Derby, boy, oh, yeah. did that oh sneak God. up on us this year, didn't it? It's because of the extended winter, isn't it? I think that might be what it is around here. Canterbury opens this weekend, you know. For they're racing. already open on. Well, they they started. I think last year, or the year before, they started opening on Derby Week again. They used wow. to always open on the Preakness Week, but they don't. Uh, Justified is the favorite, a three to one, which is a pretty uh, low, uh, you know, low odds for a morning line. Now I don't know. They used to draw the the post positions uh, on Wednesdays. It was Thursday, and then it was Wednesday. Okay. I don't know why they draw it on Tuesday. It must be for betting purposes, I guess. They probably if you if you, you can't start taking bets, and you know you got to. You don't take to start taking the real bets until they see whether they're one through to where sure, they are one sure. through twenty, but that must be the reason. I, I had no idea why. Justify is the undefeated winner of the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, he's uh, so he's the favorite, but boy, he has not gotten much uh, much uh, pub at all. Uh, justified, and uh, he's the favorite. He's only had three races. He's he's three and all. He's won them by a combined twenty lengths. Magnum Moon, 4-0, Arkansas Derby, Rebel Derby down at Auckland, uh, Oakland Park. But uh, it just, man alive, it's just, uh, we knew about American Pharaoh in 2015 before he won mm-hmm. and then ended up winning and becoming the first Triple Crown winner since 78. And uh, I don't know what's happened, but is it? A, I, I don't it, think it's an interesting it, though. Has because it been... 
has it been that think sports the Minnesota sports scene has been so hectic that we had no time to even consider yeah, who was that, the der- that who might was be part of ready it for the derby because we make at least a couple of trips out to Canterbury every summer yeah. and I've never been to a you know when when they have whether it's the derby the preakness whatever I've never been out there but I know that they get fantastic crowds out there for when they have the uh the, the triple crown the races. triple crown races especially if you got one that's oh yeah the first two mm-hmm. or something yeah. which has happened quite often but uh, anyway it's uh uh bob baffert said uh you know of course uh, he had uh, american pharaoh it's one of the toughest derbies i've ever seen all the important horses got good draws he said uh so anyway i i i gotta admit I know uh, Todd Pletcher has four in the field. Magnum Moon, Audible, Vinny Rosso, and Noble Indy, and uh, four. I, how do you get four derby horses in there, man? Did uh, did Gronk's horse make it? Did Gronk's horse make it? I don't know. Remember it's, the, it's called, it's the, called the Gronk. It's called Gronk. Yeah. Gronkowski <laughs> or Gronk, right? Because he's I a big know. horse racing buff. Yeah, and they were, they were trying to get in there, but uh, here it is. Tom, uh, uh, Lone Sailor's in there, uh, owned by Gail Benson, the widow of New Orleans Saints owner Tom Benson. Luke, you know, Wayne, D. Wayne Lucas, 82 years old now. There were seven horses listed at 31, 30 to 1. And uh, so anyway, the field, 20 horses. I don't, it doesn't look like Gronk made it. I don't, I don't know what happened with Gronk. But no. anyway, I used to get out there on Derby Saturday Every year, I might make it if the weather's nice, but man, alive, it just really sneaked up on us, I thought. Now, I I, I've heard the story, and I don't know if Manny has, but because of our 5 o'clock guest, you got to tell the great story of when you and the manager went out to go see, uh, was it Secretariat? Who'd you guys go see? Oh, Secretariat, yeah. No, he was managing the uh, <laughs> American League All-Star team in Cincinnati, 1988, yep. and I had been... Uh, in 80, when we were opening here in 85, okay. they, I went out and did, I went to Tartan Farms down in Ocala, Ocala Florida, and I went to uh, Saratoga the, the spring, the, the fall before, and then I went to uh, uh, Claiborne Farms to see, in 85, to see, and spent two, three days, a couple of days there, uh, near there, uh, and got to know the people down there. Sure. And so when we were in Cincinnati, I said to TK on Monday, I said, hey, do you want to get out? you want to drive down and see Secretariat early tomorrow morning? I'll call uh, Seth, uh, what the hell's the family? Seth, uh, whatever the guy's name is, who ran the, ran sure. the farm. Mm-hmm. I called him. He said, sure. So picked him up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We drove down to Paris, Kentucky. It's two hours, a little less. And... Uh, you know, we got to see Secretary and TK was having the time of his life, and uh, he loved it. And uh, they were uh, spectacular. Bid was down there too, another Triple Crown winner, okay. spectacular. And they they were shoeing spectacular bid that day, so they gave each one of us one of his old horseshoes. They shined it up and gave it to. Him. And then Secretariat, you know, was he was out there running in his pasture, and there was seven or eight of us at the fence. And I told you when he. He he knows when he's showing off. He knows what he's watching. So he kind of gallops across the rise, and then he comes down and drops his equipment at the fence to let you <laughs> let you get a good look, you know. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the nicest horse that ever lived. 
I, I told you that when he they put him in the stub, you know, sometimes they got to tease the stallions to get him yep. aroused. All they had to do was point him toward the shed. They said he was ready to go, and <laughs> and and he'd give him a little love bite at the back of the neck when he got done too. He was a, he was a, he was a uh, he was a very uh, polite uh, lover. I well, guess. that's very good. But the best part was we come back and it's like noon. And there's the day of the game. The day of the game. The All Star game. <laughs> Maybe eleven thirty. There's seven people from ABC or whoever it is out in the front looking like where the hell Where's the manager? Where's the manager? <laughs> Just with no cell phones, you know. And uh the, they were all going crazy. Oh my god. It was I great. Love that story. <laughs> it was great. But that was a pretty good uh early column you know taking the manager down to or going down with the manager see secretary because he's a great horse guy you know he, oh yeah he knows yeah. what he's watching i i don't know you know they had a cemetery down there of their great their their uh, many of their great horses they had a cemetery and they buried them like next to the one of the barns and if you were a really fantastic horse they would bury the whole carcass they would bury the whole body but the others they would bury the head the hooves and the testicles yeah the key those were the ones the the key key elements yes the head the hooves and the and the testicles and uh i think secretary got the whole body buried obviously because he's one of the one of the great horses i would just like to picture not only all the news outlets and the news people (laughs) but the poor PR guy from the American League yes. going, where the bleep is the, <laughs> manager? the manager? <laughs> He's checking out the who equipment. Who was the Twins uh, PR guy there who was with him then? Robbie Antney, probably. Was it? Robbie probably had the job, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Hey, TK will be with us at 5.03. Kentucky Derby's going to be run Saturday for the 144th time. Pretty amazing, isn't it? 144 of those. Here's Johnny Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by Wendy's. Uh, try now the Wendy's Southwest Avocado Chicken Salad and the Southwest Avocado Chicken Sandwich made with creamy avocados, Southwest Ranch, crisp applewood smoked bacon, and pepper jack cheese at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Can you still, can you still get a double cheese with onions and a little mayo mm-hmm. on it, Johnny? Wendy's? Oh, yeah, that's what we're like. Remember when the Baconator came out at Wendy's and everybody (laughs) lost their minds? (laughs) Oh, it was great. I keep it simple. Just a nice little double cheese, onion, and uh, a little mayo. Twins Toronto tonight from Target Field. Very wholesome. (laughs) Kyle Gibson (laughs) pitches me in shape. Pitches for the (laughs) Twins. Marco Estrada goes for Toronto. Uh, as uh, you've heard, no doubt, Miguel Sano put on the disabled list today. Speaking Re- of in shape. I'm just calling him <laughs> large from now on. Maybe I'm we should call, call Miguel large. the Baconator. Yeah, the Baconator. <laughs> <laughs> put on the DL retroactive to April 28th. The Twins, to take his spot on the roster, bring up veteran utility infielder Gregorio Petit to make room on the 40-man roster because Petit was not on the 40-man. They designated left-handed pitcher Dietrich Enns for release. Remember those first Sunday. two weeks were not much? was happening and the boys yeah they've been so itchy with their trigger finger they couldn't stand it yeah. they couldn't they couldn't wait to start making moves do you remember when they had miguel in right field and, oh. and he got hurt and everybody tried to say it was because, because it was because he was playing in right, right field. field no yes. it's because he's yes. just not in shape yes 
Uh, the Twins lineup for tonight, Petit actually already in the lineup. Uh, Brian Dozier, he's uh, he's not been hitting well the last uh, 10 they, games or so. He's not hurt, right? No, There's he's no not indication hurt. he's hurt. No, okay. just that's uh, good. He was 3 for 31 in his okay. last 30 right. bats. Uh, the lineup for tonight, uh, Robbie Grossman leads off, plays right field. Maurer at first base, Kepler in center field. Uh, Escobar, Escobar's hitting the ball really well, actually. Is he really a four-hitter on a championship no. team? No, no. I, I don't know. Is Robbie Grossman a leadoff hitter <laughs> on a championship team? Escobar hits cleanup and plays third base. Rosario in left field. Mitch Garver catching again, hitting sixth. Logan Morrison, DH, has hit seventh. Adrian's at shortstop. And then Petit hitting ninth. At second base. Every day when I don't keep scoring, I just kind of watch the game. I look at the box score the next morning, hopeful that Logan Morrison got a hit, but usually I'm disappointed. (laughs) You know, there's not a lot of talk. I mean, the talk of Dozier being a free agent and Maurer being a free agent, but nobody really mentions the fact that Escobar is going to be a free agent after the end of this year. He's been a great player for them. Oh, God. What a character, too. He's got Mm -hmm. the power water. He's my favorite twin. You notice that the power water's got a plug on it for the, what's the name of the Steakhouse downtown where you eat as much as you Fogo want. Day show. Yeah, yeah. Fogo Day Show. He's a big, he always put in, shown. He's always putting in a plug for Fogo when, he, when he's interviewed and stuff. He must get free meals. Good for, for him. Pork That's chops great. Or some damn, yeah. Fogo power water that he drinks, which is just water, you know. The problem is he keeps taking Miguel. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. nothing. Miguel. Yeah, no yeah. more Miguel. They see Miguel joke. coming, they lock the doors. Oh, we're closed. <laughs> Sorry, we're on. Uh, one other Major League Baseball note from today the Mariners and A's will open the next season in Tokyo. Major League Baseball making that announcement today marks the second time the two American League West foes have squared off at the Tokyo Dome to begin a regular season. They'll play that two game series March 20th and 21st. The game's official will count as home games for Oakland. Mariners Why would they not have the Angels in on that game when you got Otani? Good question. I was just going to say, does this mean Ichiro's going to play another year yes, with the Mariners next to make year? Him play another year. <laughs> uh, Mariners and A's will also play two exhibition games each against Japanese teams before that, March 17th and 18th in doubleheaders at the Tokyo Remember the last Dome. time they did this? What a disaster it was. Nobody even knew the Nobody. season had opened. Oh, uh, that's right. I do remember yeah, that. This is, I think it was the back, A's then, too, wasn't it? They come back and then play exhibition right. games in, Florida, in Arizona. I think it was the A's that time, too, wasn't it? It was, I think, A's and Mariners, uh, because this says it's the second time they've done it okay so uh wasn't it but it was at five in the morning right or some yeah very early it was time yeah uh this year, i thought bud they you know i like bud i was like bud but i never thought he was a brain surgeon but man he's looking pretty good compared to these morons <laughs> <laughs> uh, this evening on this very station the season debut of the adrian heath show the coach will be talking about his minnesota united at six o'clock right after anybody get hurt today in training not today but man they got a lot of injuries. yeah this past saturday they got another one they're their best players yeah. too yeah uh, Gopher basketball recruit will be sidelined until fall after having shoulder surgery this past Friday. Creighton Durham Hall graduate Daniel Oturu was injured in his first practice at the Nike Hoop Summit in Portland. His shoulder needs reconstructive surgery. Take a typical timeline is four to six months for a full recovery. Oof. Gophers coaching staff and Oturu are expecting he will be ready once the season gets underway in November. All right, Johnny. It's time to get into the steam zone on the ride with Roycey. When you see me in misery. Boy, with all the hot stuff going on in sports, we have kept the uh, steam zone on the back burner way too long, I would say. Uh, wouldn't you, gentlemen? Yeah. 
Well, it's time to break out the steam zone. And, of course, to review. A lot of dust on the steam to zone. To review the steam zone, it can be either a hot take. Yep. A piping hot take. That's two. A scalding hot take, which is uh, the optimum in hot takes, mm-hmm. or this. I'm going out to cut grass. Yeah, that's really boring. That is the really boring uh, hot take. Why so, do I love that song by so, so much? Uh, so what What inspired that? It was what? the day we had TK on, uh-huh. the day of the All-Star, All-Star game, game. Uh-huh. and you asked him, and the majority of the conversation was, hey, you know, you managing a couple, blah, 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 and, are you going to watch the game tonight, TK? I'm going out to cut grass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he wasn't lying. No, he was not. That's why we love him. All right. Well, we will start with Mr. John Hyde here in the steam zone. Well, mine's mine's the twins, of course. Okay. i got to go with the twins. I have several uh, several things I'd like to point okay. out. I'm okay. giving up on the Twins making the playoffs at this point. Giving part. up. It is over it, on uh, May uh, We have played 24 games, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, roughly uh, 48, 96, 120. Yeah, One-seventh one of the schedule, well, right? I'll tell you why. Why? Because I, I, I did some math. Okay. And I looked at the American League standings. Uh-huh. A lot of good teams in the American League right now, and I think they'll all stay good. Uh, Boston, New York, even Toronto, mm-hmm. not bad. Uh, Cleveland in their division, they're going to get a lot better, I think. They're going to win that uh-huh. division easily. I don't think yeah. there's going to be a contest. And Houston, Seattle, and the Angels in the West. Uh, Are you saying teams. the Central's a little weak with uh, uh, yes. with uh, Gardy being in second place with an 11-16 record? <laughs> I am <laughs> saying that. Uh, yes. Now, I thought with all these good teams in the American League, you're going to have to win 90 games to yes. make the playoffs. That means the Twins have to go 81-57 and 57 the rest of the way. I see no chance of that happening for the Minnesota Twins. I think they're dead in the water. As we speak, I think it's going to be a lost season. The Buxton problem, uh, that, that's going to be a problem for a while. Again, he's probably at best, at best, going to have half a decent season. At okay. best, by the Buxton time he's finally half a healthy. Season. Okay. By the time he's healthy again. Mm-hmm. So, no. I you know I've pretty much given up completely. So no, I hate to say that, but but I pretty much have. He can't hit the ball. He's not in shape. He, he, well, and he can barely field it. He, he makes some nice athletic Were plays. You talking about me? No, no, Chris. Well, uh, not you. Uh, and he he can't do it. And the pitching, well, this has been sketchy at best. I don't see any any future whatsoever. I'll go. I'll still go watch him. I'll yeah. watch them on TV, but so I see how many? Uh, no if, if, if this is going to be a really hot take, give yep. me a win total now. Uh, I'll be happy. I would be happy with uh, eighty-one and eighty-one. Okay, five hundred. Well, but you're not predicting eighty-one and eighty-one. Uh, I would predict. Uh, I'll give them eighty-one and eighty-one. Okay, sure. eighty-one. Yep. Okay, I'll yep. give you uh, oh, that because that's a piping hot. Because I take. think after all of that, you're being overly optimistic. <laughs> but. <laughs> but uh, that would be the way I'd put it. How about you, Manny? Well, to uh, my hot take is actually going to piggyback off of uh, Johnny's hot take. It is also related to the Twins. I'm not nearly as optimistic as Johnny is right now with them, <laughs> even though he's pretty negative on them right now, too. I told you before the show today, yeah. Pat, that this is starting to look like a 90-loss team mm-hmm. to me. My hot take is this. I don't even think they're going to get to 70 wins. Ooh. This is so there, there, there's what? a lot of we're there's back. a lot of bad stuff going on right now with Sano being hurt and Buxton and the pitching not being that, that good and you know the the bullpen and all that stuff and I I just I just don't I you know how it, it kind of 
It the probably mind. won't. It probably won't be this bad, but it's it's just kind of got this 2011 feel where just mm-hmm. everything just the wheels just come tumbling off. I don't know what that's going to mean for the manager or not, but I don't think they're going to get to 70 wins. I think this is gonna this is going to be a season long deal. Don't get to 70. So in other words, we're pretty much sixty eight or we're 69 not quite wins. back to two thousand sixteen, but we're getting there. Close. And then you know what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to start losing games in September to secure that number one pick. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because that now has become a thing in baseball. Oh yeah. It's now tank yeah. and base. It's the ones it was the one sport that was tank proof because there was no really logic to it. But now we try to tank oh, we and got baseball. A tank, too, yeah. Yes. I, that's uh, that's oh, pretty boy. good. Oh my, that's a scolding hunt. Not seventy tank. wins. I still got them for yeah. The, the reason why I feel that way is I think we're going to get to the deadline. They're going to be so far out of it that they're going to start probably moving some well, guys. They did it so. last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about you, Reavers? What Rick, do you got to bash the Twins about? <laughs> I was, uh, I'm actually not going to do the Twins because okay. I knew they'd be covered here, but uh, I was not on the air yesterday, and my uh, <clears throat> beef is with General Manager Rick Spielman. Okay. All right. You had one job. <laughs> you had one job entering Thursday's NFL draft, and that was to obtain a starter for your offensive line on a team that you yourself have declared has one mission, and that is to go and maybe even eventually win the Super Bowl. You failed to do that. I don't care about your board, your horizontal board, and your project that you drafted in the second round that you think might be a starter in two years. Rick, you had one job. Quit being cute with your, oh, we're going we're gonna to move back and collect assets. This was not the year to do that. This was the year to maybe give up assets and move up in the draft and get a starter for your, at best, mediocre offensive line. I get that they took the kid, the defensive back in the first round. I was fine with that. But you did not obtain a starter for your offensive line. So what line. you're saying is they should have moved up in the second round when the guards started getting. Selected. When you clearly saw they they were coming off the board right away, you knew that there was going to be a run on them. You moved up to draft a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll give you that. Oh. That's a piping. I, I and say, the reason it bugged me. I say though, if you're going to get the guard, get him. At 30th. Take him at 30. Get him 30th and worry about the other. And then you can supplement the roster after that. That's because Hernandez was there, right? Will Hernandez, the the UTEP guard. uh, uh, They're apparently their explanation without coming out and saying it is he's not the athlete. He's a big bruiser type, right? Oh, they want the guy that can get out and run. Get out. Yeah, he did not fit their profile. Well, uh, I think it worked out really well last time they took a right tackle from Pitt. (laughs) Who was that? That would be your guy, TJ Clemmings. Yeah, but that was how what how high did that go? It was third or fourth round. We lost TJ finally, right? Oh yeah, yeah. TJ oh, was yeah. with Washington. Washington. Yeah. TJ will be a starting guard in the NFL and do okay. He's just not a tackle. Well, that is yeah. part of the problem. He's just not a tackle. He's a pretty good athlete, but he's I just don't get it. I think, I think it. he'll do okay as a guard just because he's so god awful as a tackle. <laughs> I'm sure you guys covered it extensively yesterday, but I I just I don't get it. You had you literally had one job. To get to get a starter well, for your offensive the odd line. The thing was that they didn't really try to. Uh, they didn't worry about 2018, even after not getting a well, guard. They didn't worry about 2018. What was it? Did you said yesterday, Pat? 
was that the only guy that Spielman got for today was the, the kicker. kicker. Yeah, the yeah. only guy that's going <laughs> to yeah. play this season is the kicker. Yeah, and and you had Forbath who wasn't bad. I mean, he didn't really lose. I mean, I know he missed a few extra points, but he didn't really lose you well, a I game. I have no problem taking the kicker, but I don't it's know It's just funny he that he's like going to be the only one that yeah. you're, yeah. I don't understand it. I think <laughs> I think we will, honestly, I think we will look back on this draft as a real big blunder for this yeah. organization. Okay. All right. Did I grade you yet? Yeah, you gave me a deuce. Deuce, okay. Well, here's my daily complaint. My daily complaint is against all football writers and other media, TV guys in this town. Uh, in the sports business, who actually go out and listen to Rick Spielman's uh, <laughs> pre-draft preview? That's uh, that's my uh, that's my complaint. That's going to be it, like your daily it, complaint every day. That they for don't like... just ignore him. He's not going to tell you anything. Don't pander to him. Don't pretend like he's going to say anything. Boycott him. Boycott him. I think I know. It's interesting. It's a twenty-third pick. <laughs> Uh, because I've already had two calls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure you did. Meanwhile, he's calling Rappaport. He's calling Floria. He's leaving you guys, and you guys are all out there. Oh, Rick, tell us something. He's not going to tell you anything. He's a liar, and he feeds all his information to the national guys, and you guys go out there and pander to him before... Uh, before the draft, and I'm 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 very disappointed in you. The uh, phone has been, whether you believe me or not, but I'm telling you, it's been the most active it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. We should, you know, what we should do. I should go out there some year and just say, "Oh, shut." <laughs> we should do the wheel of Rick. We'll replay a soundbite, and you guess the year because he says the <laughs> oh, says yeah. the same not nonsense. Top, whispering Rick, though. Not oh, whispering Rick was my favorite. <laughs> you know, they all play that at his memorial service if, uh, forty years from now. Keep a tape if he dies. <laughs> play that at a memorial service. All right, we'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now. This day in history. Patrick. Ricky goes. A pitch ticket. He's going to have it. He does. Ricky Henderson. No contest. Steals third base. Jerks the bag from its moorings <laughs> and holds it aloft. Representing number 939. Luke Brock was the symbol of great base stealing. But today, I'm the greatest of all time. Thank you. <laughs> May 1, 1991, Ricky Henderson steals his 939th base to break Lou Brock's record. Lou was there to watch it. Mm-hmm. Louis was, uh, Ricky was trying to be humble, but that wasn't his strong point. That was not his strong point. Do you realize that uh, he played 12 more seasons yeah. after he broke the record? Now, about three of me was limping to the finish line, you know, and he played till he was 45, but he ended up with 1,406 stolen bases. He set the record at 939, and he ended up at 1,406. You know what Ricky uh, had? One job. Yeah, well. Steal that base. He had several jobs. Oh, he was good. Yeah, he Scoring was. Scoring runs. He's the all-time runs leader. 2,295 wow. runs scored. And when he retired, he was the all-time leader in walks with 2,190. Barry Bonds broke that. Passed it, yeah. But how many of Barry's were intentional? Nobody mm-hmm. tried to throw a strike to him. Right. Ricky drew walks. And, of course, 
What helped to draw walks is every time somebody called a strike on him, he turned around and looked at him like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? I didn't swing at it. It's a walk. It's a ball. 75 leadoff home runs Oof. in his career. That's a record. And, uh, but in, uh, he came in a night in 1979. He broke into 1979, uh, with Oakland. Didn't have a real good year. 1980, Billy Martin came in and, uh, he, uh, went uh, crazy. 1982, he stole 130 bases to set the American <laughs> League record, to set the major league record. Uh, the single season record had been 118 by Brock in 1974. Uh, hit 24 home runs in 1985. I think, uh, you know what made him unique, don't you? Through left, batted right. There's been about, there's very, Ryan Lamar does that. That's but there's right. There's been very few of those guys mm-hmm. in Major League history. That, I guess I mean, mom do knows best. Yes. <laughs> uh, that uh, not, not too many of them uh, go that way. But he's one of the best players in the history of the game. I he's agree. One of, like, Absolutely. Top I agree. 15 players in the history of the game. And a goofy guy. There is uh, no, no I doubt still, about I don't it. care if it's true or not. The John Olerud story yeah, is one of my favorites. Yes, it's, it's become, uh, well, you got to go with it. He was born on Christmas Day, 1958. When he was seven years old, his family moved to Oakland, and he befriended Charlie o, Charlie O'Finley, the owner. Mm-hmm. He got to know Charlie as a kid. And of course, Charlie's big buddy was the ha- was Hammer. Hammer. He was, you know, <laughs> Hammer worked for him. He was so, a bat boy, right? And they, yeah, and they called him. Well, no, he was a gopher. He ran and he'd send take messages down to the okay. clubhouse and tell the manager who to play. And he was a smart ass kid. But they called him the the A's called him the Hammer, and the other teams knew him too. And they called him Hammer because they thought he looked like Henry Aaron. So that's that's where that nickname. Came <laughs> Man, from. I play with a guy in Toronto that yeah, had a batting helmet. Like yeah, that. Ricky, it was me. Uh, fourth, fourth round draft choice in nineteen seventy six. Yeah, he was, uh, man, he was, I don't know what his IQ was out in the street, but uh, in baseball, it was a thousand percent, man. So she chose it baseball for me. That's right. And his English teacher just had a heart attack. That <laughs> happened. All right. Anyway, well, hey, we got TK on. Well, one of our questions today. We'll, uh, well TK would have had him. Th- oh, yeah. Did I he have Ricky as, as an All-Star? I had him in both All-Star games, yeah. I think. I, I don't know if Ricky made both All-Star teams or not, but he played against him enough. And I'm sure yelled it at umpires enough for not calling a strike on them because uh, they didn't call many strikes. We shall return. Tom Kelly will be with us when we get back. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 